What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Realm podcast, bringing you the news from everything the Unstable Realm world, filling all of your nerdy needs. Today, we're going to give an update on those magic stonks, talk about new spoilers for magic, and go over some more TCG drama happening in stores. Today is a Team Ramos hosting day, brought to you by me, Steven, the Tyranno Ramos Rex. We have Gilbert, the evil monk, and Jared, the big lightning rod. Yeah. Yeah. So now I guess first off, we got to go over Gilbert's descent to the madness that he will not stop talking but about. He will not quiet down about for sure. I got to, I got to call at five, no, what, 4.30 in the morning? 3.30 in the morning? So he makes it sound bad, but he works graveyards. I knew he I did. I do. That's, <laughs> <laughs> this bunk calling me at all hours of the day. While I'm being responsible at work. <laughs> right in my normal lunchtime. <laughs> it was he ruined my nap. <laughs> so I was um, I took my stepdaughter out to the like this is the spot that I know close to my house. I live in Nevada and I, I do live in the desert. And uh, there was supposed to be a meteor shower that was peaking that night at like three, four in the morning. So, you know, about 3.30 in the morning, I drove out there just to watch a media shower for about an hour. And it was, like, not as, like, there wasn't as many meteors as I had hoped there would be. But, you know, there was a few. We saw some good ones. Uh, right when we were about to leave, I look up, and I'm like, what the shit is that? And I look up at the sky, and I I counted them. There was literally 30 dots in the sky <clears throat> in a perfect line going the exact same speed across the sky and that's not normal right you see a satellite here you see a satellite there you see you know like you don't see fucking 30 dots lined up to each other like with each other going the exact same speed across the entire sky so i knew jared was awake i'm like jared i think i'm seeing aliens right now this is insane (laughs) like this is absolutely insane and he's like you know entertaining the idea and i was like watch i'll send you a picture i sent him a picture and how did you react Jared? i uh, i believe my reaction was what the hell is this so i went outside to look and obviously i was in the middle of town so i couldn't see i couldn't see <laughs> so, so i was just looking around i was like i, I was like what color, what color are they again and i looked at the phone it was just like they were just regular white and i was like uh no i don't see anything <laughs> so i was like i think you might be going crazy but no it, it was it was just it looked like it looked like a zipper like across the picture right is what it kind of looked like like the dashes of a zipper it was yeah. like oh the fabric of reality is tearing and gilbert's getting a first oh it's just like it. it's like in the hercules disney movie right when they, they all, all everything has to align to unlock the titans uh, yeah sure i don't know steven I don't. I don't. I didn't watch the Hercules movie. I don't, I don't, really? I don't know. Out of all the movies, yeah, I don't like Hercules. Like, I think I, I got mad at. I, I didn't like the like weird ad thing that they did with like the song at the beginning. You know how he was like like a professional ad. He's like, oh, it's like his own shoe and stuff. I didn't like that. That was stupid. I didn't like that. <laughs> Anyways, so um, <clears throat> my stepdaughter decides to do a little research really quick, and it turns out it was just uh, SpaceX. <laughs> She's clearly the adult in this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she was freaking out too. Uh, turns out SpaceX had launched uh, on on May the fourth. They launched sixty satellites into the air. That is Starlink, 
and I think it has something to do with like giving people internet who can't get internet or something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be like for rural internet or internet providing. Yeah. But it's Hopefully definitely that works. like if you cool if it works. If you ever you know out at night, just look up. You might be able to see it because I had a friend of mine post a video that they seen it too, and they were kind of freaking out. So it's it, you'll, <laughs> you you can see it like probably every day now for the rest of our lives. So I wonder if that I wonder if that's what if that's <clears throat> if it's going to be like that or if they're just like that they're in low orbit right. Well, they are low orbit satellites, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and I think, I think they are low. I orbit think there's going to be more too. Would they really want that many to be like that close to each other? I guess I don't know enough about that technology. Well, yeah, I don't they, know. Be yeah. Like spread out, right? They looked close to each other, but they covered but the entire oh, they're, they're, perspective. You know, yeah, they're they, thousands of miles apart. They covered the entire sky, right? Yeah, they looked like stars following each other. So it's like. They had, a, they had like between each one. If I had to like look up in the sky, I would say it was maybe like half an inch from. Oh, like, so that's you probably yeah, put your thumb a... between each one, like yeah. looking at them. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that is a huge distance. So that was my that was my. So you know, it, yeah, I was just ready on May the fourth. You know, getting attacked by aliens. Yeah, so so Gilbert was ready to start hitting glasses of water to scare off the the aliens that were hiding in his cornfield. Jared, did you did you get a chance, <laughs> did you get a chance to watch? Um, what is that show called, Stephen? The, the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. I did not get a chance to watch Bad Batch. I caught up on Falcon, and then um, hey. I, I watched Mortal Kombat. See, so I watched like... Mortal Kombat. You know, I did Falcon Winter Soldier. I actually did all of Invincible, which has been like my number one watch right now. That thing was amazing, and seeing the memes out has been nice. What's that one about? Ah, Invincible is based on a comic. You know, they're blending in, uh, you know, Unstable Realm reads right now. So it's based on the comic by the guy who did The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman. Oh. And it's his take on a superhero story. And this is a a kind of more brutal look at superheroes, making things more real, and nothing is off the table here, right? Um, I think we've all seen like, the Justice League animated TV show and, uh, you know, movies like that. You'll see Superman punch someone to go through a building and, like, that's it. You know, everyone runs away or whatever. Like, in this show, they, that scene happens, and, like, the guy flies through people, and, like, there's just blood splatter. Oh. Because it's like, no, there's there's real there's real problems to this, right? You're super strong, you pick someone up, and you're not careful, you're going to break them. It's like right? the, uh, the the Avengers memes of, like, oh, what it'd be like to live in the Avengers in the oh, Marvel yeah, yeah. universe, and it's like, oh, I just paid off my car, and it got, a, it got destroyed by Spider-Man. But you I only think... have Hulk and Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only have Thor and Thor shirts. Like, you have to think that that, that business must be going crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I'll have to check that out. That sounds cool. But did you guys oh, yeah. watch Bad Batch? Um, I kind of watched it. It was on in the background. I tried to, like, I have a hard time watching the Star Wars animations. Like, I don't know. You don't like that animation style? Yeah, I don't like the style. It just seems kind of, like, cheaply done. But I don't know. Hey, Ben. The other thing I watched was Demon Slayer to get prepared to watch the movie, and I didn't. I thought the movie was just like one of those direct-to-video movies or something that's like on the side. Like, and usually anime movies don't connect to the anime, right? It's just them fighting a different bad guy, does cool scenes, whatever. I didn't realize that the Demon Slayer movie was literally the next part of the show, right? Like, the end of the season is them going. Well, we got to go to the train, and they get on the train, and that's literally where the movie, the movie is called Mugen Train, right? Okay. Where they have to do this big old fight. So I was like, oh, now I'm pretty hyped for that. And that and that show has beautiful animation. I like that because it's like because I think that what was the uh, like the one of the first major anime movies to transition over here was Pokemon, and they did the whole mind reset thing, like 
blatantly like the Mewtwo mind reset thing at the end of it. So it's 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 cool to see that they're actually putting movies out that connect directly to the animes because normally they don't do that or they're just basically giant filler episodes. All right, so we just got done with Strixhaven, but now they're already releasing the next spoilers. Uh, Wizards just released the first little taste of what Modern Horizons 2 is going to be, even the first little bit of the D&D set. Uh, it's going to be Unforgotten, Unforgotten Realms, is that correct? It is Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Dungeons okay, and Dragons yes. subtitle Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. I'm actually pretty excited for that in in general for the D&D sets and the idea that they're doing it as different realms in it. You know, there's always been a thing with the D&D that there's different planes. Right? There's different stories, different areas with all their heroes and different types of creatures and different types of people there. So, I mean, that's something they can milk for a long time. Oh yeah, God. yeah. They everyone knows the kind of Forgotten Realms in the sense that that was like the Dritz story, right? Everyone yeah. knows like the games that took place there as like Baldur's Gate. But yeah, yeah so that they it, it says it that. says here in their article, their quote is that this is the this is their take on the most popular Dungeons and Dragons setting, uh, bringing the characters and experiences of the world's greatest role playing game to life in the world's greatest card game. Ooh, that's a little that's a little forward. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's a, that's a, that's a throwdown against Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon right there. Yeah, yeah, man, like, <laughs> they, they, they are calling out, you know, Dragon Ball Z right there. Yeah, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Super is very upset right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, this is releasing on Arena on July eighth. The Forgotten Realms is the release, the releasing on Arena on Arena July eighth, and local game stores worldwide on July twenty third. And so previews are supposed to start the 29th. And we've gotten through, we've gotten basic land previews, which all look pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have them in front of you, but um, they're, and it looks like they, what is they, it? They just added text to them. So, so they added des descriptive text for the realm, right? I think is what they're, they're going yes. for here. Cause for example, the, um island it's uh flavor text is alarmed by the news you brought the storm giant the storm the storm giant king of the maelstrom has called his his kin to council and it's a cyclone uh under what looks like in an underwater city so it's i think it's these are different areas and they've been added to the uh the uh, basic land tech. Basic yeah, I think that's definitely a cool way, right? That normally the lands are just kind of taking advantage of that. It just shows the scene moves on, right? Yeah. We, we get to see a little picture of these new places, right? Kaldenheim had the snow lands and the idea of like, oh, you know, it's very icy. Let's take a little look around. Um, there's a lot of people who may not be familiar with D&D who play Magic. So it's cool that this setting actually gives you a little bit more info with what's going on. Yeah, I'm definitely not as familiar with the yeah. The D and D like um, pre-built stories and stuff within the realm of D and D most of the time when yeah. I play, and, and somebody's and, made up story. Oh yeah, and one of the revealed cards is go, go for it, Steven. Yeah, yeah, the best actually... white removal spell ever, right? <laughs> best white uh, removal, spell. removal spell. Yeah, I know uh, Gilbert's been pumped up about this one, <laughs> or he's he's pumped up about the the portable hole for one white an artifact. When portable hole enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value two or less until portable hole leaves the battlefield. 
on the flavor text, they fall for it every time. Nice. They know what they're doing with that card. They know nice. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. They know what this. Somebody got that through with yeah. just like with, 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 a, with a smile and a lot of charm, man. Yeah. I don't know who did it, but they made it happen. I'm even surprised that it's actually in white. Like it fits white. I'm surprised like, it's not just a colorless spell. Yeah, because one, it like so portable hole is just a known piece of equipment like in the yeah. D world right you know i think there's a bunch of people who've had like different ideas and fun ways to do it uh, uh there's always like people have done it in different ways in the actual game itself you know set up traps and all that but i actually dispute it being you know one of the best white removals right when you go beyond maybe in standard right now because whites i feel is kind of like this isn't standard this is modern no, 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 this, this one, this, this one is, is forgotten is, realms. This is forgotten. This realms. forgotten oh, realms. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's I gonna say? In in modern, I feel like this, this, all... it, it, you never know because what is, what the modern is lower to the ground. Good, yeah, modern is lower to the ground, so this might see more play in modern depending on you Wait, know what is what is better than this in standard right now. Do you have a one drop removal in standard besides like? But do you have a one drop removal that removes a two or one? What two or one are you trying to remove? Mono red. Mono red that oppressive. Yes. Okay. Uh, For for white like, for like every deck that runs white, you're gonna want to use this for mono red. Well, the next it's definitely a sideboard card for sure. Well, yeah, because I believe it being artifact, not having the instant speed to it, is is definitely hampers. I think it also doesn't have the. old texts that they used to have of the separate lines of exiling something and then when it leaves the battlefield returning it those are always a fun one because you can do shenanigans with it to like keep things exiled and not make and make sure it doesn't return yeah they they, they cut the loophole yeah i think it, this being an artifact probably gives it the most um reach in modern i feel like if if it sees play in modern it will be because it's removal attached to an artifact so maybe something with affinity oh. being able to use it or you know something, yeah, that, so, yeah something that like that point. so yeah. it's like who knows i honestly i couldn't tell but being able to you know uh hit some of the lower cost cre- the lower cost creatures in modern which are you know the ones that you're dealing with so you, you know this hits a death shadow which so anything playing oh right, yeah you're happy to hit a, happy to hit a death shadow the shadow so, i guess that's true goif this hits goif you know it's two two yeah. really big threats anything in burn it just hits everything in burn, so yeah, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see what uh what happens with it. But the next card, uh, power word kill, two uh cost two, one black, one colorless, instant speed, destroy target non angel, non demon, non devil, non dragon creature. So this is a solid removal spell. Oh yeah, sure. I'm actually kind of interested to see that it's in the the. If everybody uh, starts reading this, I'm gonna run an angel, demon, devil, dragon deck. Well, well people, I, I, if they run black, they're going to play this. Like, get that yeah. out of your head right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I think it's kind of interesting in the idea of how they're adapting the spells of D&D into the game. Power mm-hmm. Word Kill is like a level, like, nine spell. Yeah, their, it's their one of the highest. High spells, like, one yeah. of the highest, like, highest power spells in it. And it's, you know, it is powerful. It's a two-drop. I, I feel like know, this, 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 this this like adage text the you know yeah. destroy target none of these five things or yeah. four things is totally a a gm making a house rule like oh i took a spell i can kill anything it's like no 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 not angels, <laughs> angels. <laughs> dragons, yeah. Or devils. yeah it's like anybody but those 
He's like, oh, yeah, I don't even want this. I'm just going to take prestidigitation. Yeah, hey, man. You can do a lot with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting for. I want the prestidigitation spell. I want it to be like some colorless spell that does almost nothing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, yeah. When it enters, it uh, it goes on the stack and act, it triggers all spell abilities but does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Gilbert, why don't you talk about Prosperous Innkeeper? <clears throat> Prosperous Innkeeper is a green-white or one one when it enters the battlefield you create a treasure token whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control you gain one life said so just green it's not green white it's just green did i say green white yeah you said green white i think i said green one and it sounded like uh, okay say it did yeah. but no, yep, i like this card it's a little oh, halfling yeah. it's a halfling citizen which is very interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, getting some citizen, yeah. citizen tribal coming out. <laughs> no, citizen, you're getting citizens tribal, which I'm, I I like this. Halfling innkeepers, always like it, classic it, in the D&D world. It's just a bunch of like, like, okay cards. I just, I want a 2 2 town guard. Yeah. Like, just, like, like, yeah, just the citizen. most basic. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a 2 2 town guard. That's yeah. what I want. I want a 2 2 town guard. I love town guards. You know, I like the Soul Sisters deck of the past, right? So yeah. this is this is definitely yeah, adding to adding to Soul Sisters because uh, Soul Sisters got... can definitely go green white. And... Oh yeah, and now we got the big bad, the big bad of D and D, or one of them, one of the many, the the Dragon God herself, Tiamat, two colorless, and Wooburg, the white, blue, black, red, and green, for a flying Dragon God. Legendary. And it's a 7 7. When Tiamat enters the battlefield, if you cast it, search your library for up to five dragon cards not named Tiamat that each have different names. Reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle. And the flavor text My children will rule over all. Love it. Yeah, solid this is, card. This is going to be a solid card. Fit, yeah. fit real nicely into my, my dragon deck. So. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is that it, it doesn't overtake the Ur Dragon. Yeah. I feel to be fair, I feel like almost nothing is ever going to overtake the Ur Dragon because of its uh, eminence. But I mean, you could just grab this with Ur Dragon and then get that's more true, dragons. and then get more dragons. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ur Dragon brings from your does he bring from your library or your hand? You search for your uh, li you search library, right? Yeah, search library in the and I think. Does Ur-Dragon bring it to the battlefield? If you, does he? Uh, I honestly don't remember. Let me look it up. Yeah, he's your commander, man. Yeah, Gilbert, come on. I just started playing him. Relax. You didn't just stare at the card longingly until you got it? You may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. Oh, so, okay. Oh, so this great. fills your hand. Yeah. And, so, yeah. This is great. Uh, let's. Uh, I and I do like that they've uh, they gave a shout out in the article to Shivan Dragon, uh, Magic's greatest dragon. Oh yeah. And uh, and uh, so it's like plenty of uh, plenty of range of colors. So they said that there's going to be a lot of like uh, seems like they're going to make a do a lot make a lot happen here. So that's. And then they had they released the art for the um, uh, was this the extended border, which is pretty cool. Each of the dragons' heads are a different color. Pretty, pretty cool. Well, yeah, because that's how uh, Tiamat is, right? Mm -hmm. It's the um, chromatic, chromatic dragons, the mother of and, all of them. And then there's, um, 
there's an, um, a different monster card that was revealed that they did not reveal what the card was. It's text, name, type, power, toughness, nothing. But they revealed the new art style for, uh, it looks like probably the chase, the chase cards in this set. And uh, they're reminiscent of the classic monster manual style when you would look at an old school monster manual, how the car, how the monsters pictures looked. And I think this art style is really cool. Oh yeah. Cause it's a, it's a baleful beholder. They've given us no other info on it yet, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping it just has a bunch of abilities on there. I just want a bunch of abilities. It's a beholder. It just looks like an atog. It looks like, looks like, yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah, does. It, looks like, it just looks like an atog. So we'll have to see. I hope that they do this. I hope that there's a lot of like classic D and D monsters. Oh, like, Given... Well, there is one more spoiler for Ooh. for it, and it's the Vorpal Sword. So oh, that's right. I forgot about equipment. Vorpal Sword. Yeah. Yeah, for for one black, an artifact equipment, which you equipped for two black. An equipped creature gets plus two, plus O, oh, and has death touch. And then it has an activated ability for five colorless and black, black, black. Until end of turn, Vorpal Sword gains whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player. That player loses the game. So it's kind of another way of the idea of Warple Blade used to like automatically behead people, you know, mm-hmm. like a crit or something. Yeah, it's just like instant. We're going to bring death. Of things. Yeah, so it's kind of a way to bring instant death to the game. In, in I'm like surprised they didn't way. try to find a way to make a, a D20 roll during the, like, I'm I, I want, if they're going to do I'm hoping there's at least one card that has it. It's just a D20 roll, roll yeah. a D20, yeah. And then it's going to have to have specific rule text, not a countdown life counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those fucking jerks that always are like, oh, let's roll dice, but they roll their, their spin down life Damn. counter. Like, don't do yeah. that. Don't do that. I like that. I like this. It's a solid, just, it's a solid equipment on its two black is a little i understand why because of its eventual ability but um it's a solid equipment just on its own does like what you'd want a one black drop equipment to do which is give something death touch and a little bit of extra power you think this is going to see like play on the level of like Embercleave, or you think it's just going to be like niche probably not i I think no way yeah it's it's not Embercleave because Embercleave had a lot more versatility um but you are definitely at some point going to get mana screwed and lose to somebody who activates Warble Blade and kills you. Like, that's 100% going to happen. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Dude, um, just, if you just so happen to have a free shot, all right. Somebody's going to get kitchen table magic and get <laughs> yeah. invis- invisible stalker and purple sword. You know, sword yeah. Like yeah, that's just their entire thing. Yeah, it's just it's putting an invisible stalker with a purple sword. You know, that, that at some point, somebody's going to lose to this card and we will at some point on Arena, undoubtedly. But uh, yeah. I don't know how prevalent in the meta it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe, maybe pretty prevalent. Who knows? I don't. Maybe there's something else going on in here that, or they're just like, "Hey, look at this cool D and D thing." Yeah. I'm waiting for bag of holding. I wonder what their bag of holding is going to be. Oh, that's good. I wonder if it's going to give you like unlimited hand size. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Uh, an artifact that's just bag of holding and it's no maximum hand size. That, that size, would be yeah. Cool. Like a spellbook. Yeah, like a spellbook. Yeah. It's a reprint spellbook. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Because that that's unassuming. That, that 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 would be like an easy one to put into yeah. this set. That's solid. But that that's the end of the the D set. With the set symbol is very cool. They've had also, really ex- the set symbol is very cool. It's what happened? It, the set symbol is very cool. It's a dragon head. Oh yeah. If you, sidebar. That's just continue. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we got Modern Horizons, which reveal and I think some of the most anticipated reprints 
Enemy and, fetches. And, yeah, dun dun dun. Enemy, Enemy fetches. fetches. And they're doing old border for them as well. Yep. Old school onslaught border, which they don't they don't have because these originally appeared in Zendikar, so they don't have the old school onslaught border like so now you so can have you, a, your full playset of old school old, old school onslaught borders, exactly. So I don't know. They, they haven't revealed um, the uh, pack percentages or anything. Like, you know, what, what, what are the, like, are these collector's boosters or what? These will probably be, be collector's booster cards. Um, they said, then they said the reasons uh, Time Spiral was a huge success. So this worked out really well for them. And so they're continuing this uh, old school border style, which I, I like. I like that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really like the old foiling styles. I know that's one where they, they reveal the Fable Passage in like yeah. the old, even has like the little star across it, everything. Yep, and then also the other um, spoiler was, let's see, what is this? Sanctum Prelate, uh, three drop, one colorless, two white, for a human cleric uh, that it, when it enters the battlefield, choose a number, non-creature spells of the mana, of mana value equal to the chosen number can't be cast. So this is, I think this is a legacy staple, if I remember correctly. So this is coming to modern, I think is the first time this is coming into modern. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a legacy card. So this is coming to modern, and this is just, people are going to get Aether Vials. Aether Vials is going to go up, so if you're planning on getting Aether Vials, you might want to lean on that, because this is a classic Aether Vial pairing. You know, oh, yeah. Aether Vial to three, drop this thing, uh, and stop people from casting their one their one cost spells. It's pretty much what this, what this card does. Yeah, it can, it, can cause, it can wreak some havoc. This will definitely wreak havoc in Monarchs. It is a human, so this might see we might get a resurgence in humans because this is a very powerful human. Uh, it'll stop a lot of removal against humans, which are one-drop removal spells in Modern. So this this I think will have a decent um, effect on the meta, whereas the fetch lands will have an effect on the cost. Hopefully, uh, I don't know the print run of this. I imagine it's probably going to be fairly limited because they don't like affecting the cost too much, but. Um, this, this, I think, will be good for modern. Uh, and then also, of course, probably my favorite thing of this is Counterspell in modern. Classic blue-blue counter-target spell is coming to modern. Which It, it but, literally blew my mind. You didn't realize that this... never yeah. registered. Counterspell was not in modern. Yep. Right? It's just been like, I, I have newer printings of counter like i just see counter spell all over i just have like extra counter spells just sitting around my house for no reason right yep. just pick up random cards in the set of every few cards as a counter spell <laughs> right yep. i just never thought of where it was printed yep and so it's only it's legality has always not been in modern and so now now it is so we'll, we'll get to see what effect this has you know with there's some very powerful counter spells with pact of negation and um force force of negation so we'll have to we'll have to see what this does. See if the extra blue people that would play Remand might might switch to this. I uh, um, blue, blue I white seen, control is gonna love this. I seen this meme and it was you know the meme with death where it was like was I a good boy yes you were no you weren't whatever blah 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 yeah um, it was a uh, mana leak. <laughs> it was like <laughs> was I a good counter spell and he's like no. No. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, the the, the mana leak is yeah. I haven't. I don't see it too much. So anybody that's playing mana leak will definitely switch over to this. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the interesting part, right? With the the forces, 
that they 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 can be the zero cost. You, you know, one of them you have to pay later. One that you got to get rid of cards from your hand and all that. Um, is it better to just save the two mana? <laughs> right? Is is it going to help you to just have that two mana and not lose more resources? Yeah. It's definitely combo decks that use those for protecting their combo, combo aren't, yeah. aren't going to start playing um, uh, counter spell. This is definitely yeah. to help control, I think, kind of get a place back. Even though blue-white control is definitely a powerful force in modern, it's I feel like they, people think it needs a little bit of help. So they're like, let's just give it a, a non-conditional counter spell. Yeah. So you'll definitely see this in blue-white control. Probably floating around in some red-blue, blue-moon decks will definitely play this. Um, some... Uh, Maybe Blue Tron might uh, might see a little oh. more prominence because of this being able to play this. So uh, this this might so far uh, it's only released you know two individual cards and a group of five that are a big impact on modern just alone. Like this is a pretty big deal. So oh yeah, we'll have to see going forward. Oh, I'm sorry. There's actually one uh, the one more that we forgot. So if you want to go over this one, Stephen, we have our. Well, we got a few more. Oh, is there more than a few? Oh yeah, I I I got I got it. I'm only on the article, so oh yeah. So they 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 revealed a couple more after this. Oh, go ahead, Stephen. We have another saga, but sagas are back once more. We have Urza Saga. It's an enchantment land, so zero cost. Play it. And its first part of the saga is Urza Saga gains tap one to add one colorless mana. So you play land tap it for one colorless while it has that one lore counter on there second turn second saga urza saga gains pay two paid two generic and tap it to create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control so i know that's one uh think about the, even the urza's card himself you summon a construct that get stronger for more artifacts you have right so that's second turn you could get a creature or interesting enough it can just continue to tap for your one mana it does not lose that ability as it moves up the sagas which is good Very now good. part three and this is where your your land would disappear because after the third lore it does its activation and bye bye but you get to on on the third part is Search your library for an artifact card with mana cost zero or one and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. It's kind of messed up. They printed this card after they got rid of Karkland Ironworks. Right. That didn't need any more. It's an interesting card for sure. So we're going to have to see yeah. what. Um... It's actually interesting because what well, I've already seen um, kind of a CEDH grouping start to look at it. In that, at worst, it's going to upgrade itself into artifacts people already use, right? Such it, as the Mana Crypts. Soul Rings. Mana Crypts, the Soul Rings, even Mana Vaults, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like, it's, it can grab that stuff and instantly boost your mana on that turn. This is, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting card. It's an interesting change in game design, putting a, a Saga on a land. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's, because it, I think, I feel like, I don't know if that's counterintuitive. It's just an interesting choice because most of the time they like sagas were just a saga, right? It was just like something that's a story being told. And it's like, it's weird how it's connected to a land now, which is, I feel like interesting, but, uh, but Hey, it's something new. It's always fun. Uh, 
not fetchable uh, in any way that I could think. Um, oh, I mean, you have to do one of the just like, like the land. Look for basic, or uh, not, expedition not map, expedition map. Uh, expedition map, you can do it. You can do like Hour of Promise gets two lands to the battle. You have to do like those type yeah. cards. So somebody I'm sure will be degenerate and uh, Hour of Promise, two of these onto the battlefield. And, uh, yeah <laughs> and try to get I guess a bunch that, of that's a, it, it it is legendary i believe oh no it's no, not it even legendary it's not legendary oh man no. so you, can you can have multiple you can have multiple, <laughs> yeah so. i guess you can and then on one turn you know in, in th two turns after that or like three turns after that you're gonna get your you're your, gonna like, get two you're gonna artifacts get, right? you're, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get your spider silk nets yeah oh there we go <laughs> so okay, command i think this this feels like a commander nod more than a modern nod, but I don't know. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know what uh, brewers can come up with, or some of the pros might be able to come up with, or grinders. So we'll have to see what uh, yeah. people with more game knowledge than me come up with. Now, now the other cards they've revealed is that they're showing a kind of interesting uh, uh, idea to remake cards. Is that I see that they're kind of making other famous spells or, uh, or cards from the past into artifacts, artifact creatures. So the next one we have is. Diamond Lion, two colorless artifact creature. Cat, you know, I always like those. And it's tap, discard your hand, sacrifice Diamond Lion, add three mana of any one color, activate only as an instant. So it's a lion's eye diamond. It's a lion's on eye a diamond. On a lion. Yeah. On a lion. It's the lion that the lion's eye diamond, diamond came, from. came from. Yeah. Okay. What, what is his power and toughness? It's a 2-2. Two -two. So 2-2 two -two for 2 it's bear powers. I mean, that's, that's pretty funny. I like yeah. that. It's definitely, it you can tell them trying to, trying to like fix, like trying to put the same kind of cards into yeah. modern without the power, Blowing of, the power breaking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is interesting because I mean, the, uh, the idea of, I think this is one of the few cards that have activate only as an instant. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time it's activated. Most of the, yeah, most of the time it's activated as an instant. You infernal tutor, and then you dump your hand. Yeah, and well, because that's the that's the uh, worry, mm -hmm. right? And I think I believe that's why they didn't want people to be able to. So so, mana sources have weird timing, right? They're they're kind of like beyond instant, right? Because there's there's process of, the miniature steps of casting a spell, right? You declare the spell. It has its target. You pay the mana right mm -hmm. i think they want to make sure you can't cast the spell and then use this to sack and discard to be able to pay casting a spell mm -hmm. right if this one will have to use the stack right you yeah. will blow your hand up yeah. <laughs> doing yeah no this is definitely this is definitely meant for like that specific they wanted this to be used only in that way yeah as, as like an instant speed after you've activated after you've already done something yeah yeah, so they so the only way you're really going to benefit from that three mana is uh is off of a card tutor that's cast before this. Yeah, right? yeah, and the the go to was Infernal Tutor at the time. So we'll yeah. have to see what they what goes. Yeah, what yeah, one. what people. What I mean, happens. I mean, there might still be ways to figure it out with like under. Oh, I'm sure there's somebody out there that'll figure yeah. it out without a doubt. And then the other one they did is Brainstone. Let's see if you can guess which card you know this one is. It's okay. it's one colorless artifact. You pay two colorless mana and tap it and sacrifice it. Draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. Stop it. That is not a card. Stop it. <laughs> that, that's, that's, 
Stop <laughs> That's it. That's literally Hold a card on. now. Let me see this. I got to stop. Stop. No, stop. Stop <laughs> That's that's awesome. I like that. I don't I don't like the you have to pay two to activate Dude, yeah. it. I get why they do that because they don't want to make just a, an artifact brainstorm. But <laughs> it's really cool. like the art of it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so it looks like that's kind of their design philosophy right now. They're trying to make new ways to bring these older ones, and it looks like yeah, putting it some... on something into the battlefield first is giving them the chance to do it. Yeah putting it on some and then delaying it a turn yeah you know making you have to invest your mana one turn or do like this is all of your turn three or something yeah. like that you know for for that stuff that is well that for a long time has been considered you know too powerful for modern right yeah definitely i want to see uh, i want to see yeah what else they come up with on there this is this that this is interesting so and this isn't uncommon so you'll see these floating around quite a bit so yeah I mean, so there's a lot of changes coming up, and now there's also going to be a historic update too. That's right. So we got historic. His, I believe it's historic anthology five is what it's called. Let me let me get to it on the page here. Uh, yeah. So we got um, his, yep historic anthology five releasing May twenty seventh adds twenty five new cards to the historic format, including. Um, some that are completely legendary is their phrasing for this reveal. And um, it looks like the two that they're showing prominently here are Born Clex, Voice of Hunger, uh, eight cost, six colorless, two green, legendary Praetor with Trample. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced. Uh, so you get it, you double your mana. And then uh, whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, that land doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So, you know, what green needed was more ways to punish their opponent. So we're glad that that's coming out. And then uh, the other one's Whirler Rogue, one of my favorite cards from uh, uh, Kaladesh, which is a four drop, uh, two colorless, two blue, for a human rogue artificer that is a two-two. And when it enters the battlefield, create two 1-1 one, one colorless stopter artifact creature tokens with flying. And it has an ability tap two untapped artifacts you control. Target creature can't be blocked this turn. So, you see, I, I ended up missing a lot of the Kaladesh times. Yeah. Like, how significant was this card during that? This card was pretty good during that time. This card was pretty good during that time. Because um, if I because this was, um, was this, was this, was this during Smuggler's Copter time, Gilbert? Smuggler's Copter was was Cal uh, was um, Kaladesh, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I think I think this was like this. I don't remember what was the card that usually got given unblockable, but um, this was definitely this was definitely a good card because you're paying four, you're getting four power worth of creatures, including two flyers, and then just in an artifact heavy set. You could tap because it doesn't have to be two thopters; it's two untapped artifacts. Yeah. So this was this was pretty this was a pretty powerful card. Um, so then th this is this is an interesting include in this because this is just this is a pretty solid blue artifact card if you're going um, any kind of blue artifact build. So that, that's a cool card to to add in. I like that. I like this inclusion. Four clicks, 
I don't know how much people will actually play this guy. I've been trying to figure that out right now. This it's a like win, it's of... a win more. It's definitely win more. You, by the time you're slamming this guy down, if you're not like winning well, the game already, you don't need the extra mana. It's one of those things I think about like the big green decks. It's mm-hmm. mostly going to be elves right now, right? It's the big green elves decks that you're going to like Allosaurus or something, mm-hmm. right? You get that much mana, you're then making everything huge and trying to kill the opponent by then. So I wonder yeah. if, uh, you know, if the game is just too too quick for Vorinclex right now to matter. Yeah, especially with his abilities not being as impactful. I guess his second ability is pretty good, but they get the mana the first time, so if it's a kill spell, like, I... Yeah, like, you really spend... Yeah, yeah, I don't think you mind spending two or three killing Vorinclex and not having that untap that turn. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? Yeah. You just you just accept that. You just accept that. You that. dodge so, that bullet. Yeah, and then, it, then the lands that you cast, you tap after that are fine. So it's like, I don't think that... that so I, I think this is just, like, a teaser of kind of, like, how far back they could be going. Oh yeah, you know with the with well, some they, of these they cards. said legendary, so I imagine they're yeah. They said com- like with that are completely including some that are completely legendary. So I'm assuming it's not the whole set is not legendary cards, but um, it's definitely going to be some like probably famous cards that they want to put into historic. So that'll be interesting to see. And then the pri- <laughs> we, can only, we can only dream of yeah. getting prime time. That and would then, make me play historic. <laughs> and then they say that the um they're open. The May Arena Open starts on the 8th. So if anybody's playing Arena, that starts tomorrow, I believe. Or no, Sunday. Oh, no, Saturday the 8th. So that's, that's tomorrow. So that starts tomorrow. Uh, earn qualification for the Strixhaven Championship. So that's that's a big thing. Uh, May 13th is the Strixhaven College Cup uh, for anybody oh. playing in the college in college leagues, I'm guessing. Um, then beginning the 4th, uh, Jump Start's coming back. Uh, oh, that's exciting! So, so your second chance is on the way to get to go through some jumpstart stuff on uh, Arena. I'm sure Gilbert might be too, playing. Too, too bad we can't get that in person. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, too, they, too bad that print run bought like they just did not continue, and now we have like hundred dollar, like hundred fifty dollar to two hundred dollar card running around in jumpstart that are supposed to be that are supposed to be for beginner magic yeah. players. The, the, oh, bo- yeah, wanna... the boxes have been relatively inexpensive when I've seen them online for. Some. I think because the, the, there's such a wide spread between the card values. Yeah, I think it's there's like... like one that's worth. You know, I think a lot anything. of a lot of the like mythics that were only in that set, like they they've all been pretty decently priced. I mean, tell it to Allosaurus, man. Okay, and but then... there's a less chance to get Allosaurus. No, when I say decently I... priced, I, I don't mean cheap. I mean like they're decently expensive. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. okay. I thought you were oh, saying yeah, I think before I started selling cards, that's what I would have meant. But now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get me a some jumpstart now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then so also we have on the 31st of uh, July and August 1st, we have the um, next Arena Open, which is a chance to earn $2,000 in prizes, uh, returns to standard after the release of Forgotten Realms. And probably the funnest thing that I've seen that'll be uh, that, that, that that's a interesting discussion topic is in July they're running a short event called Mirror Mirror, which is uh, their description of this is imagine a world where Oko Thief of Crowns was printed with balanced abilities. I can't imagine such a horrible world, and becomes and, and became just another great historic card. What if Teferi Time Raveler was printed? where he was more of a friend than a foe to the format. In Mirror Mirror, you'll explore this other universe of decks 
featuring rebalanced versions of some historic's iconic band cards. This legendary event won't stay around for long, but you'll have you'll have to wait and just to see what's inside later this year. So this is in July. They're running a, a an event with decks that feature. What if, what if we did more playtesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if we have the the player base playtest way after they already said these are broken? So th this could be them trying to test the 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 um, the waters on some maybe some arena only rebalanced cards for arena only formats. In my mind, I also just imagine it like, oh, we're gonna test like, what if we reprint this card, reprint this card in a set just slightly different? Yeah, just right. like let's print Oko of the Haberdashery, and uh, <laughs> he generates. Uh, I don't know. We could give him some like really generic abilities that where he just makes some food. And then get some extra abilities for sacking food or something because it's just because this is an this is an interesting idea because I'm wondering what like what the I just imagine, like, is Teferi time juggler yeah Teferi kind of is late sometimes yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah. just like oh you could only cast spells as instant yeah what? yeah like you could only cast spells as an instant after your opponent already has a spell in the stack to bury yeah. a little late sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to we'll have to see what uh what other what other band cards they're going to be because i don't recall i don't have a at the top of my head a um knowledge of historic's band list i know these two are two of the prominent ones that i know oko's band to oblivion in multiple platforms oh so yeah I, most formats so i think that they are definitely wanting to to be able to test the waters to be able to bring some of these cards back in the future is definitely a possibility or maybe something like a historic anthology with these rebalanced okos yeah fairies um i don't know what else has been banned in historic of Uro, I don't know, has been banned in Historic? I don't know. But like these... Uro has also been one of those like banned to Oblivion right before they yeah. did like a print of Secret Lair with him. Like, Yeah, yeah. Why? They're just because they planned the Secret Lair way before. But yeah, so this is this is going to be interesting. So it looks like it's going to be preset decks. So I imagine you'll probably have a deck focused on each of these banned cards with it being the main focus. So probably a blue, a blue-green Oko deck, probably some kind of blue-white to fairy deck yeah or may maybe a couple decks with them all in it because i know a bunch of these decks had both of these Those cards are, yeah. in it. so it's going to be interesting i wonder if they're going to change mana costs or if it's just um rebalanced abilities or if they will change or mana costs. like like I, I, omnath is probably going to be because i mean the ban list has just been so long yeah because <laughs> right? like, i honestly huge, don't know right? the ban list in historic but i know yeah. that they've had a lot of bans in historic so this I, I they don't say how many cards they just say um, featuring rebalanced versions of some of Historic's iconic band cards and these are probably two of the biggest the ones. One so for sure. Yeah. So that's uh that looks like um yeah, our arena news. I can't wait to see you know Oko who borrows some stuff. Yeah, Oko. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, uh, Oko, that friend who borrows things and doesn't return, return it. Return them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, it's just like Oko, guy who sits under a tree. You know, it's the same art, <laughs> yeah. just him sitting under a tree, just tree, like yeah. doing nothing, just doing nothing. Just Oko, who's chill. Uh, Oko, <laughs> Oko, who doesn't really want power all that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
Lazy he, Bum Oko. Yeah, Lazy yeah. Bum Oko. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like to to fairy time. Like to to fairy just he's kind of just worried about his kids right now. So he's like off <laughs> other stuff. He's just not even here. To fairy forgot to set his watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> forgot to set an alarm in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what what was next, Gilbert, on our list? Whoa, 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 Jared. We still got even more magic news to go over because we still got to go through our our magic stonks. So with that, there's been a lot of cards still going up due to Commander 2021. Whoa, 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 Jared. We're not there yet. I need like a sound intro. Like, da, 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 da. Cue, cue the sound intro? Yeah, yeah. Stonks time. Put it in post, Gilbert. Put it, Gilbert. <laughs> add, add it in post. <laughs> he's not going to make one. He's just going to use us saying this, that he needed to make something. He's going to slice that in. Yeah, probably. We're just going to beatbox it. How about that? I'd be impressed. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert can't but Yeah, so, so we're going to go through some quick ones uh, for, for things going up for Commander 2021. One of those actually one of my favorites because it's for the deck that I got, and I already had it, is a Scrap Mastery, three colorless. And red, red. And this one is a living death for your artifacts. So each player exiles all artifacts in their graveyard and then sacrifices all artifacts they control on the battlefield. And then the cards they exile, they right. It's it's re- it's weird temp. It's weird writing, but basically what it means you're gonna flop what's in your graveyard and what's on the battlefield. Yep. So exile graveyard, it's out different zone. Everything and it gets around indestructible artifacts, which is important. oh yeah yeah. So it's a way that if you're you're in a deck that's throwing a lot into your graveyard, bring it back. And Oskir is all about getting the, using those artifacts in the graveyard, so you really don't care. You, you know, a lot of the time you want to mill yourself to be able to get those copies or have those options to play. So this card very powerful for it. It's it's one of those like obvious includes. People are going for it. It's exciting. We got Beacon of Creation. This one's gone up to $27.99, Three color lists and a green. For a sorcery, put a 1-1 green insect creature token into play for each forest you control. Shuffle Beacon of Creation into its owner's library. So we're having some stuff with uh, the Golgori color collector, I should say, Witherbloom in here, right? A lot of what they're doing is making little pests, making little tokens, Using those tokens for stuff. The same thing green and black always do. You want to sack you want to sack creatures. You're gonna, you know, lose life, get everyone drain life. You're gonna do kind of the aristocrat stuff. So being able to put out just more t- creatures out into the battlefield that are just one one bodies that to use as fuel is good. And it's cycling back into your deck is, is Yeah, it means you're gonna have the yeah. chance to do it again. And it's it's it does it for how many forests you have, so you're more excited than just that. You can get it again later, have an even bigger impact. You know, green is the color of ramp. The next one has actually gone up because of game nights, most likely, because this this card got to be kind of shown off, or this style of play got to be shown off, and it's Overmaster, which is now close to a forty dollar card. It's thirty nine forty six, went up one hundred and thirty two percent. It's just a red sorcery. Next instant sorcery spell you play this turn can't be countered by spells or abilities, and it's a cantrip. You draw a card. It's just a cantrip. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of going over the uh, 
other Commander 2021 guy where there is the creature who doubles up triggers based on if you caused a trigger by casting a spell or ability. And that's the the Veyrin voice of duality. So he was used actually in a Game Nights episode. And the way that ability works is that it's not just about Magecraft, it's not just about any certain ability. If you set off an ability with a sorcery or instant, it's doubled. Right? Whether it's the you cast a second spell on that turn, you used a sorcery or ability, boom, it's setting that off twice. So Josh Lee Kawhi of Game Nights really set a deck with that in which he just was trying to chain his spells off as much as possible. He filled it with a bunch of cantrips. That creature comes with prowess, right? So, like, it's a way he could do that and just smash people if he doesn't get another thing to win it. Interesting. Yeah, so the this is kind of a big leader in that going up. So those were, those were the, you know, biggest increase from a couple weeks ago. Now we have this week, and it actually has an old friend of ours that we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, is once again on the list, going up another 68% to $29 is the Null Spine Dragon. So five colorless and red, red dragon flying. It's a 7-5. And when it comes into play, you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to, equal to the damage dealt to target opponent this turn. So... I think we've talked about Dragon's Approach already, Definitely. right, of one that you can have as many as you want in your deck, and you can, when you have a bunch in the graveyard, you can use it to bring a dragon to the battlefield. It's it's a cool cool line to play, and now even Tiamat being revealed, there's more dragony stuff happening. It's it's a way to refill your hand and have more of those spells going. It's, it's a perfect match. People are still kind of excited for that. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the reason for its uh, slight, like a, like a spike, but not a huge spike, but a slight spike because people are seeing more dragon support. So they're like, oh, okay, well, this is, this could, this, this card definitely will see play in those dragon based decks because this is just a powerful ability on its own. So this next one is Retraced Image. It's currently going for about $6, $5.99. Went up 207% is retraced image is just a a blue and reveal a card in your hand then put that card into play if it has the same name as a permanent in play that's so not bad say, yeah i mean it's just like the one blue it's an interesting i think it still goes to that uh, uh prismari deck it's still in that like they want to cast you know those low drops it only has that one printing ever. I think it's one of those like old like torment cards, and it seems to be still being boosted. You know, I'm kind of interested in what you bring out to play with it. I think this is one of those things where you would play probably, like a yeah, you, you or you you play um, like a commander staple off of it. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't play a soul ring off of it, but you know, like other card like. Oh, that is a good point. You know, right. I didn't even think about that, right? Like you know, you, this is not just counting your battlefield. Yeah, it's counting the permanent in play. So that's all the battlefield. So if you, oh, could, yeah. you could cheat in a higher cost thing, like cheat it in mana wise. So Oh, yeah, easy. So that that's that's probably like I don't know. Like I honestly don't know if that's what it is, but that's that's a possibility. Yeah, but that seems that seem like a great I mean, <laughs> one drop you get to you play another land. One yeah. drop you get an extra 
mana rock, you yeah. get something out. I think I yeah, think this is right. a land, is this a is dub. a land drop, yeah, because it's because it's just because it's just a card in your hand, so it's not, you know, that doesn't it, that's that could be a land. So if you have an island and they have an island, you can plop down an island for, yeah. for one. So you're now you. This is blue mana ramp in commander. So all right, now the last one we got, the biggest increase of the last week. Is, is cards that I this set of cards is what I always feel I want to have reprinted because I love almost all of them. And it's the Creekwood Liege now going for twenty four ninety nine. It went of three hundred and seventy eight percent. So it's one colorless, and then it has the those weird double mana symbols where it's Golgori. So it's and then it's green black green black green black three of those where you can pay either green or black for them. You know, or in any combination that fills out that requirement. It's a horror. 2-2. Two, two. And other black creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1. Other green creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a 1-1 one, one black and green worm creature token into play. What? You create a 3-3 three, three worm token? Basically. Yeah, man. Every upkeep. Every upkeep. This, this card's pretty... This card's not bad on its own. So it, it, it had, like, I think it was sitting at, like, 10 previously on its yeah. own. It was Set already five, a card. Five, okay, it, it dipped in the last few years. But it, it's back up now. It is... Jeez, it is back up. Look at that. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think it's one that's seen play every now and again in these, mm -hmm. like I said, the green-black kind of aristocratic decks. Definitely. Something where, like, yeah, green -black, some lower green, power... Green-black like... is seeing some attention right now because a lot of these Strixhaven cards are, like, based on tokens like this. Oh, so, yeah. Like, it makes all your little uh, pests three threes you know all your pests yeah. three threes and if they die you gain a life so it's like bonus oh yeah it's a free token creator boost them up i mean this is something we've seen every now and again even something like lower power corval decks so this is now the wither bloom has just given it a place to live right this is a deck that it is available right now right you can you know the strict saving now these commander decks out it's real easy to kind of build this shell and have it be pretty good mm -hmm. it definitely just, allows it, it allows that shell to have more power yeah which is, which is a lord in a shell in a small token deck like that is very important so oh yeah it just makes it makes it they're all more threatening okay and you then know, you said we you you said we had uh some other news steven what was the uh oh yeah so speaking of all this all this money stuff happening right you can imagine you know, things going up and down. People get a little crazy, you know. We, we talk about Gilbert mentioning his uh, TCG experience right now, selling some cards, you know, buying some sets, being like, all right, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna roll the dice on it, get those singles. Well, we've kind of started to see more of that happen within the last year, in the, either in other trading card games like Pokemon, right? And I think it's caused a little bit of a craze, right? I think we talked about it before of... Uh, you know, people doing box breaks, people kind of hunting down boxes that they can find. Well, due to the way people have been acting with it, Walmart recently had like a little notice out of that they didn't want to be holding trading cards for a while because of the buyer behavior. Has anybody actually seen these notices? Because here's here's my problem. 
after this this news broke or whatever, I went to Walmart and I picked up collectors boxes and I could have bought as many as I wanted. And I collectors they're, packs and I could have bought as many as I wanted. They're and probably here, starting at a certain point. Here's my right? problem. Yeah. With, here's my problem with the only article I've seen about it is every single one is the same article with a picture of Target. Oh, it's. So if it's a picture of Target and it's an ad about Walmart, is it even true or is this something that somebody made you up know, so people stop going to Walmart for their cards? So so this is what it's I think brain plays, bro. is happening, right? I imagine there is probably some of them out there, right? Because they can't be franchised. It can't be separated out. I imagine there's some that said they're not going to deal with it or they're not, they didn't set their order, right, to have as much or something. Well, they, they, they've always been like that, though, because there's three Walmarts near me, and only one of them has magic cards. There, there are people who literally groups track down the delivery truck. Yeah, the, they literally track down the delivery truck, right? They, they follow the delivery truck from store to store, trying to find them, try to hunt them down and be those first people in line. You know, there's been other bad behaviors, right? Do I think this is actually a thing that every store is going to stop holding it? I don't think so. I just seen somebody post that they bought a box of first edition Monarch um, for, for Flesh and Blood. And yeah. the thing that their store did, I thought was pretty interesting because they, I assume they sold it to them at MSRP, which is like 100 bucks, even though they're already going for yeah. 500. Um, they took the wrapping off of it and handed it to him. So he doesn't have the ability to like scalp it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because they're really trying to crack down on scalping somehow because that's the only people that are buying the fucking boxes, it seems like, are yeah. scalpers and they're selling, they're turning around and selling them for like an asinine price. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I said, we got to see that Pokemon, right? It, uh, my friend owns a store and every day there's kids or like people trying to be in there as, oh, is there any Pokemon cards in here? It's like, nope, because, you know, as as it happened, right, as soon as they got any, there's already the other guys, the speculators, the people trying to resell it, trying to go in there and buy literally as many as they can. I mean, don't get me wrong. As soon as we're done with this podcast, it just released today. I'm going to call all the card shops next to me and see if anybody has it and buy as many as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mom didn't raise no fool, but I still think it's wrong. Yeah. I, I It's one that I have frustrations with, right? I have frustrations with the speculator market and the idea of I like playing for the game. Right, and I think this is one that really starts to hurt the game itself. Right, where what happens when there well, is a product? the thing is they come out next month or like the end of the month. They're coming out with the unlimited version of the same yeah. set, so you're gonna be able to get all the same cards. They're just not; they won't have a cold foil in them. And so the car, the game is actually affordable, but if you want to be a collector, you're gonna have some problems. Sort of, I. But there, there's a thing of I miss the fun even when magic stopped doing the lottery card type thing whether it was um the inventions expeditions and regular packs where they had that time where it was only in collectors right it takes away the fun of you can just open a pack and get this awesome card that you're going to remember forever right and i think we're losing out on that kind of mystic part of trading card games due to speculators due to the reselling due to the magic stocks idea I think and it just comes down to like there's so many people's desire now to become instant millionaires off of like random stuff, you know. It's 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 the it's the Dogecoin mentality. I feel like it's seeping into the trading card world. Oh yeah, I Got mean we Dogecoin hater over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, hey man yeah like i said you just gotta you, like i said you just gotta start accepting all forms of uh <laughs> of money when you're yeah. doing your, your trades that's a tcg player you know once they start doing dogecoin maybe i'll i'll, I'll Please, jump on that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's 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 definitely i feel collectors are definitely probably going to be a big ruiner of a the game you know because they're gonna they're gonna limit supply those are the people that are causing you know collectors boosters to rise in prominence as over draft over draft just regular standard style packs of magic the gathering and i feel like it's going to cause a slow increase in the bottom line of entry to get into magic the gathering and i feel like that's not healthy for the game and that's definitely not healthy for trading card games like that oh, yeah. is definitely not healthy like that's something that will destroy these games is if people can't afford to play them you know? yeah i think that was something that uh, uh you mentioned uh before we even started recording that delarian community college just had a video where the professor yeah. was talking about uh criticisms he criticisms he had already received on mm -hmm. him speaking out against kind of the collector's booster box yeah and i would say and it's definitely, I think, for him, what I what I got from him and his video was that you don't want there to be such a focus on the what's the best way word to describe these kind of uh, these gambling boxes, you know, because the collectors boosters are basically like they're 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 the the crack packing getting a rare card on on coke, you know, like that's. Yeah that's the the ravenous oh i need to get a this this 150 vampiric tutor that's the japanese alternate art in foil you know it's like that's the yeah. that's the mentality and like that fomo or that just like that that is just causing people to buy so many of them and then it's it's creating a, a contradictory message to wizards where it's you know people are wanting these high value cards and they're buying those packs because of that. And then, you know, obviously people aren't drafting because the pandemic and, mo and in sanctioned play is not really available. So they're seeing a less of a, like people buying booster, like draft boosters. So they're decreasing the, the print run of that, increasing the print runs of their more premium products. And then now you have those becoming more expensive because of those, those you know, those adrenaline chasers. And then the draft booster costs are still low so people buy all those and now draft boosters are gone you know yeah because i think that's part of the problem even itself right what i was saying if the lottery cards aren't in regular draft boosters it becomes like why are the other people buying them it, it yeah drives it, up like that it's collectors only right yeah like, i'm gonna buy a box that's be collector's box and it's i get that they want to make money you know i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna to hate on them for that but it's like who who's gonna care about collecting cards from a trading card game no one plays yeah right so if it's, you focus on the collectors you're gonna lose the players and then that's just you lose the game because then there's just a bunch of cardboard in a in a, in a binder that no one really wants because there's yeah. nobody that's playing you know in but sanction the in sanction play but allegedly the game's really fun See, is, is magic fun? I haven't played. I, have, I haven't played in a in a, in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is something I think about. Something with uh, flesh and blood, right? You know that game has a lot of hype. They have these boxes there. Um, like I said knowing that you're not gonna 
you know, why would I buy a box knowing I'm not going to get have an even opportunity to get the cool card? Yeah. Right. I yeah why, yeah why yeah. why would you do that? I think about I I got a lot of the friends to play Magic. You know, a lot of what we have is our commander set. Or like commander group of friends was started with me getting like a few roommates to play and i think about if we were just starting in what this environment is looking like how would that have gone right i remember when we start i got them to start playing near like conspiracy and we're doing like cool drafts and stuff with conspiracy because those one is like oh yeah we you don't need to have a deck yet right let's just let's just get some cards figure out how to play the game conspiracy is meant for it like we go to target we get one of the little three pack sets right let's go yeah We'll go from there, learn how to play the game, experience it all, right? And that's what I fear is, I know, like I said, a lot of that is taken away from pandemic, but if it continues to go like that, will people have that experience of being able to sit? Yeah, and because I, I have interesting experiences with people getting introduced to the game, and I've had the people that are that like the game and playing the game and like either like Commander, they pick up a Commander deck and they like Commander and they stick the game that way. But I've had a couple people I've introduced that their thing is chasing the high of paying for more packs with a single card from a pack that they got before. Or, yeah, you know, which is also a, something that a lot of people, like <laughs> Gilbert, have done. And, <laughs> uh, it's definitely, um, it's it's it's. I think that is definitely what is causing this, right? An influx in those people coming into the game as opposed to people that learn playing the game it's like you get people saying oh hey buy this you can get a 150 fifty dollar card in it and it pays for you know all of this and it's like well you're spending you know 30 bucks on a collector's booster and you get a five dollar card and it's like oh but you could have gotten this and then it, ch it causes that chase which is obviously what they want because that's that that's yeah. the dopamine high I, I really wonder what is, and I know this stat probably doesn't even exist, right? But I really wonder, like, what would be the stat of people who buy Pokemon cards to versus people who play Pokemon cards? I have to imagine that percentage is low. Dude, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I, I, I think my, because I tried Pokemon and I like it in some ways because there's some interesting play lines that you get in Pokemon that you don't get at other places. But when the first time I remember wanting to play Pokemon, me and Gilbert picked up starter decks and the first thing we realized was whoever wins that coin toss you're winning the game like that was that was the instant thing and it was of course gilbert has ungodly luck at flipping coins <laughs> so it was just me getting my face repeatedly smashed in and i'm like well i don't like this game i'm not playing this <laughs> so, <laughs> so i i imagine there's a lot of people collecting pokemon cards because they're they're pikachus and they're collecting yeah. their their different you know yeah. different cards that they like um, because I bought a pre-release pack for a recent set, and I don't play Pokemon, so I mean, yeah. uh, wanting to support a local card shop, I bought that, and so it's it's um, it's definitely interesting for sure. Because I know that like probably the people buying Flesh and Blood are definitely going to be people that aren't playing Flesh and Blood. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that want to be alpha investment types, and. Uh, um, buy these things and hoping that they'll be worth something someday and then un unknowingly causing a stagnation in the availability of the game that then causes the company to go oh we have to print this thing that won't draw a collector's attention 
and it's like oh that's 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 a bad place to be you know yeah listen i i i want this game to continue to grow and have people like i said have the fun experience of opening that pack getting some school i remember one of the first pre-releases when i was getting back into doing those events was zendikar and it was cool because that was the one that i i did we did our pre-release pack and i got an expedition ancient tomb right and it was just like it was one of those like super hype moments I got a, a, my first pre-release. I played in Fate Reforged, and I got an Ugin. Oh, so nice. so that was pretty. That was pretty fun, and I didn't yeah. put it in a sleeve, and uh, utterly irritated a local player at the game store to where he <laughs> to where he hated me for months because I, because I refused to put it in a sleeve because I was being a contrarian. Yeah, and, uh, I met Gilbert shortly after that. And then he just riffle shuffled the entire just, time. Just 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 sit there and bend it. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Is this real? What? <laughs> it's like, oh, is this valuable? I didn't know. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Summer of Legends, oh, Apex yeah. Legends yeah. has an special mode this summer. Tell us about it, Gilbert. Well, it's not just this summer, it's permanent and it's actually pretty sweet. It's a 3v3. Like, so you're still still a team of three, but you're only playing against one other team. Oh no. And um, it's a very small arena. So, like, there's three maps right now, and they're all very small. And they're, like, they have things that remind you of, you know, places that you've been. Like the Mirage Voyage, the boat, you know, it's, like, crashed. So you can, like, you're familiar with the layout of the boat, you know. Um, But how it works is at the beginning of the match, you have, like, 500 points or something that you can spend. And your gun will cost you, like, 300 points or something like that and so you you can pick any gun you want uh, aside from like the ones that are only in like uh the drops but you can pick any gun you want and when you when you buy the gun it'll just be a level one so all the basic equipment on it and um like each round you can purchase the gun purchase an upgrade purchase an upgrade purchase an upgrade so you can have like an all purple gun you know um so each round you get better shields each round you get more money and in the map there's like um, canisters that you can go to that'll give you more points for your whole team the next round and basically it's just a 3v3 and the best the first to three oh no uh it's the best two out of three but you have to win by two points so some of these games can go on a long time um but it's super fun like it's really fast paced it doesn't feel like slow at all you know how like sometimes when you play apex you're just wandering around for 10 definitely you don't get yeah. you don't have that at all like it's just so, action packed question do you get money based on how well you did that round or just every round you get money so here's the thing <laughs> here's here's the thing like so far i don't know what the meta is going to be but so far I just pick my favorite gun and I just upgrade it every time because on the map there's like shield batteries so you don't really need to get the shield batteries because you could just run to the box and grab the ones that are on the map and so I've been focusing more on like my weapons and depending on like what the map is they they have a new bow and arrow that you can use and the new bow and arrow is pretty good for like long range so um yeah, like, I just focus on my weapons, but you do, I believe, get more points for, like, kills and stuff like that, but it's, like, not significant enough to where it'll be, like, a really lopsided game. Like, it seems, like, pretty balanced so far. So far, it's been my favorite. Like if you Sounds have the, interesting. If you have the right team and you guys are good at, like, strategy, you know, like... Oh, so I shouldn't be in it. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's always a place for a guy that can just point and shoot, you know? How, how have you been playing it, Gilbert, on a PlayStation, Xbox, PC? 
I've been on PS5, been playing it with my friends who are on PC. So, cross oh, there's cross platform. So, are they doing? Oh, cool. Does I forget? Does Apex Legends make it so that when you're cross platform, they also have to do controllers, or are they on mouse and keyboard? I'm pretty sure they're just on mouse and keyboard. I feel like that game is not as bad with like a mouse and keyboard. It's not like Siege where mouse and keyboard. Mouse changes, and keyboard is huge. It changes the entire dynamic of the game, yeah. Because it's like there's no one shot headshots, you know. So it's like being able yeah. to have recoil control isn't as important. So I think they they get away with that a lot more because I think COD okay. is also a cross platform. Yes. So, so, like so I, it is Halo now. I had like a really I had like a really fun game the other day where I was playing as Bloodhound and I just got my favorite weapon. I got the Volt, uh, a purple Volt, right and. Um, I was like, all right, we need to go to the box because I didn't grab any healing items. So we start heading over to the box and somebody's already grabbing the shit out of the box. So I'm like, all right, we need to kill that Pathfinder because I need to steal his shields. And so we killed the Pathfinder and he drops his shield. So I pick up a shield battery because he wasted away my shield battery. I loaded up my shield and then I seen a Bloodhound and I started shooting him. And I, that was the only shield I had. And this Bloodhound had the other shields. So he got me to like a sliver of life. And I was able to take his Phoenix kit and just fully recharge myself. So I was able to like just jack everybody's heal spells while I was just fucking them up. Right. So so nice. me going full shield and Mozambique, you know, for proper efficiency, right? <laughs> no, you, everybody has the same shield. You don't. You can't buy shields. Oh, that's what I wanted. Yeah, I just wanted. I want to no. get to like gold shield on its own, right? And just you go start with the worst off, weapon. Yeah, you start off with a white. Weapon. It goes white, blue, purple, red. Like yeah, you go all yeah. the way up to red shields if you play long enough. Like red shields. I, I haven't played Apex in a while. If there's red shields. Yeah, it's basically a yellow shield yeah, man. without the perks. If I've been doing like colorblind mode this whole time, because there's well, there's Evo shields, and you, you can't find <laughs> you can't find a red shield. You know what the Evo shield is? Uh-uh. Okay, so you haven't played it in a long oh. time. So basically, yeah, Evo, a an Evo shield is everybody drops with the white Evo shield now. Right, so you don't have to find your first shield. Oh, okay. Um, when you do damage to people, I believe it's like 150 damage levels your shield up to blue, and then you can fill it up to blue, right? And then if you do like three or 400 more damage, it gets levels up to purple. So throughout the game, as long as you're doing damage, your shield gets leveled up. And instead of turning yellow, because the yellow is the perked shield, um, you'll get a red shield. It's interesting. Oh. It's like okay. five, five. Five shield bars. So you were saying my shield is going to be weak all game. Steven can't land shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you good at, Steven? I don't know. Uh, guild, uh, guild Wars. Yeah, Guild Wars. MMOs. Guild Wars. MMOs. Yeah. If you ever playing MMO, Steven's got us. Yeah. All right. Not even, you know what's funny? I'm not even like comparatively that good at Guild Wars. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I, I play I play the thing where it's like the most lazy way to play it. Right, it's like I have all my healing. Like I don't need. Well, it's like no, I just do. I have a. They have a. They have a, one of the classes, the Paragon. Right, they're they're like a, the most like one of the. There's Warrior, which is like top armor class, and there's Paragon, the other armor class. But what they're doing, they they're like sword and spear. Uh, they're like a shield and spear, and they do like shouts and stuff to buff the team. Oh, you're a buffer. And okay, I, yeah. I, just, I just sit there and buff, and then the way the game works is that you have like a other team with you. I just have them do all the damage. <laughs> right, I just sit there and spam my buffs and just be like, all right, you can kill everything. Steven's a, Steven's a, uh, Steven's a cleric for sure. All right, everybody. So be on the lookout for our next Unstable Realm Reads podcast with Team Ramos going through Dune. 
So we're going through that audiobook. So you'll hear about our experiences soon. So look out. Otherwise, thank you guys all for joining us today. Peace out. <laughs>